Hey, everyone. Serious. Oh, <laughs> sorry, sorry. My gimmick. It's, it's my job to step on him. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. Welcome to the show. Fitting in perfect. Welcome to the continued podcast adventures of Superhero Speak. But I think many of the people that love this character and that love superheroes in general have used these stories as inspiration to say, you know what? I'm going to do something good in the world. I'm going to make a difference like my hero when I was a kid. That is my fondest memory of it because when, you, when you're doing comic books, you want them to affect people, right? You want people to care. You want, you want to strike emotions. And I knew that that clone saga was striking a lot of emotions. Can you yeah. imagine uh, Pulp Fiction starring Goofy and uh, Mickey Mouse? I can totally <laughs> imagine that. I'm no sure somebody's written that one. Pounder with cheese and France, Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, ale with cheese, Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> I can totally see. I, I, would, I would watch the hell out of that movie. Yes, I gladly saw sacrifice that my, my progeny to you, almighty Marvel beast. <laughs> <laughs> But Neil Adams is somewhere going, hmm, it's, uh, it's my time. Uh, <laughs> How do you measure success? Hey, everyone. Welcome to Superhero Speak. And I'm your host, Dave. I'm John. JD. And as everyone on YouTube can see, we have a fourth box this week. Those who are listening can't see. But have you ever asked yourself if Thor fought Frieza from Dragon Ball, who would win? Oh, or Frieza. if... if it's a dragon ball. If Deathstroke <laughs> took on Savage Dragon, who would win? Or if Vision took on Samus from Metroid, who would win? Well, that guy is crazy enough to ask that question every week on the Who Would Win podcast. And of course, it's the one and only James Gavsey. I almost said it the wrong way. You got it. <laughs> he stuck the landing. How are, you, how are you doing, sir? I am doing very well. Thank you for having me on the show. Super excited to be here. Cool. So I guess, you know, we always start the show out with seeing how everyone's week was. So we'll start with you, James. How was your week? My week was busy. We're, we're in the middle of production of, you know, Superhero Diaries. Great show now available on YouTube. And I, you know, with the Who Would Win show and everything else we're doing, marketing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Plus, I have uh, what feels like a thousand kids at home. So, mm-hmm. you know, things are crazy, but really, really good. Cool, cool. How about you, John? How was your week? Boring. Well, except for like the, you know, two feet of snow that, that fell. Yeah. And the and the shoveling and the, the, the snow and then the shoveling again. And, and then, uh, the, and then yeah. we, got, we got rain today, so. Well, no, we got I got snow here. We got to remember, I'm like, you know, Amish side, so. Yeah. Well, it turned Ooh, into rain here and now it's all slush out there, so. Wonderful. I've still got two feet of snow on my lawn. So, you know, nothing, nothing else really. Yeah, nothing, nothing doing. Like it was just boring week, except for all the freaking WandaVision research. I feel like I'm doing a crash course in Marvel. You know, like I'm a DC guy, and now, and now I like I know the name of the demon that's bound into the dark hole. I mean, I just, you know. So yeah, eh, eh, good. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to all that in a minute. Yeah. And how about how about you, my good friend JD? Well. For the YouTube people, <laughs> might as well take care of this, right? <laughs> um, I got attacked by a bear, and it broke <laughs> my house, and it stole my my money. I I thought and, it was a Mary Kay no. Commando, but you know, <laughs> hey, <laughs> good, that was good. That was good. I was working out in the basement, and I was doing kettlebell power cleans, and I must have been getting fatigued. It was leaning over too much, and I went to swing the bell up, and it caught me right in the face, and I was pretty humiliated. And then that night I had to go coach for the first time in a year 
And uh, so between the mask and this giant purple thing on my face, people are like, what's with the hair? What's with your face? <laughs> so I was like, oh, I grew the hair out and I got punched. No, that, that's when you just look at them and say, just COVID. <laughs> it's like... COVID, yeah, COVID hit me hard. This is my 2020. Yeah. <laughs> uh, other than that, just getting some work done. Got a cover for a got a cover back for a project that I launched last year that went over like a dry fart. <laughs> you know, dry farts get ignored. So that's yeah. pretty much where this thing happened. So I got a new cover. I'm super excited about it. I love it. Gonna do new titles, new descriptions. So relaunching that uh probably spring-ish, late spring-ish. So feeling good about it. We'll see. We'll see if it can, you know, make any kind of impact this time because last time it didn't do anything. So right. cool. I got a good feeling. Thanks. It's good luck to get a uh, hit in the face with a kettlebell is what uh, legend has it. So thank God. About I know tonight. you're it's all uphill, uphill. For, I mean, downhill, uphill. That's <laughs> it. all good. It's a very bad, very heavy bag of luck. You got hit with there. <laughs> heavy ball of luck, my friend ball, metal ball. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had a, uh, Hit in the face with big metal balls. <laughs> if I had a dollar for every time, sorry, sorry, I'm I re- uh, revealing a little much. Um, okay, all right, all right. So, so <laughs> I had a I had an up and down week, is all, all I could say. We it was interesting. Thing. Yeah, exactly. No, like, like literally, right when we finished recording last week, I dropped my phone and cracked the screen. <laughs> oh dear! A, it's a it, it's a it's a small crack, but then I paid my phone bill on tuesday i think it was and i had and i got the notification that my line's up available for an upgrade so i'm like oh there you go <laughs> which i think that only means anymore you've paid off your old phone <laughs> so i paid it off broke it now i can replace it there you go now you got a new phone that's you won. how it works and and let's see i did my taxes everyone get their taxes done yet i've got mine putting in going tomorrow so <laughs> yeah. no idea. i said i said mine overseas because i feel that's the safest way to <laughs> <laughs> i don't think so no but, is that a uh, mistake oh no i i that's a no. tomorrow problem oh. and then saturday i got to see my grandkids so <laughs> that was that was great so yeah oh, hmm? so, so you have grandkids like how you're you're very young how did did you have kids when you were like eight or something like is this that, uh, okay so so i'm in my i'm 46 that's no yeah. secret and my daughter's 26 got it and she's been married for four years now and has three kids. Well, two twin, two uh, two-year-old twins and a newborn. So, in, I live in LA, so people don't start having kids until they're about fifty-five or so. Yeah. So that's why this. I'm not even yes. kidding. Really. This is yeah. throwing me. Well, I guess I got to move to LA then. This guy. <laughs> um, yeah. No, and it's uh, no. It was it was fun. It was a good day. I, I guess I could say this because John and JD know, and I haven't really announced it on the show before. My one granddaughter has cancer. It's a neuroblastoma. It's she's been, she's being, this has been since Christmas. She's being treated. She's responding well to treatment. So like, you know, prognosis at this moment is really good. What shocked me is I haven't seen them all in a while. And we all know that people in sign of support will shave their heads. My daughter and my son-in-law both had shaved their heads. And I was just like blown away, like just shocked because my daughter always, always, Wore hair real long. Doesn't like, didn't, never liked having it short. Yeah, so. she was Merida. Yes. So yeah, that was funny because now she's like, because it's like a buzz cut, and she's like, yeah, but now I can just wash and go. Now <laughs> she's is, now she's goth Merida. <laughs> which is funny because I've been growing my hair out. <laughs> Me too. I used to have the super short stuff, and now you know I've gone a year without a haircut. So yeah, 
You were not goth America. (laughs) 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 I got the eyeshadow. So that that was a little goth. Yeah. Yeah. Other than the shock, that was a great end to my week. I really enjoyed seeing them. And uh, yeah, I mean, because things are crazy with that, with her getting treatment and the COVID, it's hard to get time to see them. So felt good. I was happy. So cool. Yes. But no one cares about any of that stuff. What people really care about is superhero diaries. So, James, <laughs> it's so true. It's Fair so enough. true. James, I mean, have you noticed that the talk about COVID nationwide, worldwide, if you will, has like dropped dramatically because Superhero Diaries is now the uh, thing that's on the <laughs> nightly news. Where am I going with this? Go ahead, save it so, over to you. So, so you have so James, you're you're here because you do have a new project, the Superhero Diaries, uh, which is part of Digital Sky Productions. And uh, tell us a little bit about what 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 is it? Why should people watch it? Uh, they should watch it because it's awesome. Listen, we all we all wonder. You know, it's first of all, Superhero Diaries is a really cool like uh, parody comedy look at what superheroes would love to say to people, but really can't because of you know reasons and being you know a superhero. So this is an inside look to see you know how they really feel. Like, how does Batman really feel about not having superpowers? You know, is he bitter about it or is he okay with it? What's the deal? What does, you know, what's Deadpool doing during sequester? You know, is he coming up with new new ways to make, exactly how all how of X-rated is look this? On your face? Exactly. What's that? Just how X-rated is this? <laughs> this is family friendly would be something I hope to say with the next episode. So I'm hoping it's I'm hoping it's a, it's fun for the it's fun for someone's family. But no, it's it's actually pretty pretty tame in terms of the swearing and what have you. It's tastefully done, and we have some amazing improv actors that came in. You know, one of my favorites who's playing Deadpool, Patrick Bristow. You know, you've seen him in everything from Showgirls to Seinfeld to Curb Your Enthusiasm. He is an improv legend, especially in Los Angeles. And he, the way he sounds like Deadpool is ridiculous. I mean, he does it better Ryan Reynolds than Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. I'll let you guys be the judge of that. And we're putting this all on YouTube. It's on. Just go to YouTube.com/slash/SuperheroDiaries. And check it out. We put up our first episode. You know, again, does Batman need superpowers? Little, really simple. And we had a great actor come in, super comedic. And uh, you know, we have a script. They also kind of go off script sometimes, and we kind of keep what's the what's the best. So that's why you got to watch it. Subscribed. That, that's what I like about you, James. You're not afraid to ask the hard questions. <laughs> you know, sure, we could get serious with things and talk about COVID and what have you. But like everyone, by the way, that's why I do Who Would Win. And the first way, right. I you know, this is a show that, you know, ignores anything important happening in the world. Right. Because <laughs> there's a lot of crazy stuff happening and we need kind of an escape. Yeah. So yes. that's that's why we do it. And that's what Superhero Diaries is. It's a comedic look at what superheroes wish they could say of the world, but they can't. So they just kind of reveal it to their diary in a way that we can all see it. And that sounds so, awesome. Like, I love that. Thank you. Well, the, the creator of it, I'd love to say it's my idea. I'm, a, I'm one of the writers and definitely one of the producers, but the person who came up with it is Scott Zachran, another partner with Digital Sky. He did comic book, the movie with Mark Hamill. He was great friends with Stan Lee. This is someone who understands the comic book genre like few others. And and this is someone who can out-geek me, which is really no easy task when it comes down to it. Also great writer, brilliant mind, super funny. His idea, luckily I get to be part of it. Cool, cool. And like, do you have a plan? Like uh, how many episodes you want to try to do or... We've got a set number of episodes. We're in production right now. Just finished filming today, a really funny episode. And, you know, we're going to have anywhere from 15 to 20. 
when all is said and done. And we'll release them probably starting this week on Wednesday, but we'll start releasing them three times a week starting next week. And yeah, they're all going to tie together like a really cool superhero comedic soap opera. And there's going to be continuity within the episodes. So if you watch one, you know, Deadpool is going to mention what Wonder Woman said in episode one or her first episode. And, you know, and then, you know, someone else is going to, Batman's going to come in and talk about, you know, why Wonder Woman saying what she said. So I wanted to pay, or we all wanted to pay tribute to all of us who are like love watching Marvel movies. When we see something, you know, in Infinity Wars that we noticed in, you know, the first Iron Man movie. And it's like kind of a reward for being such a, a you know, a good fan. Cool, cool. Sounds good. Yeah, I'm. I subscribed. I'm, I'm JD subscribed. John, it's your turn. You, you're a YouTube master. John, you. John, did you subscribe? John, I'm looking at you. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hitting the button right now. Why do you think I'm like quiet? Because I'm looking it up. Well, I'm hoping you leave. I'm hoping you leave a great comment. Um, by the way, by the way, for anyone, Kilroy was here. There you go. There you go. We're also doing. That's an old joke. We're also I'm an old an, guy. True. True. We're also doing a Nintendo Switch giveaway. And all you got to do is subscribe to the channel. That's it. So to enter the giveaway, subscribe to the channel. Someone's going to win this in a couple of weeks, the Nintendo Switch. By the way, we'll be continuing doing contests. And if you subscribe now, you've entered all of our giveaways moving forward. Because that's that's how we do it. Oh, cool. I mean, I already have a Switch, but I'll take another one. You, do, you Well, you can have one for downstairs. That's true. And then you can have one for upstairs. You don't have to be like the peasants and use one around your house. I mean, who does that? I do. Me I right now. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I, I totally <laughs> cool cool anything else people should know about this show before we move on yeah we actually love comments and we answer everything especially all of our we're we're just starting with tiktok as well twitter you know instagram facebook and we're leveraging the who would win audience which is really freaking vocal and we love input we want people to tell us what they think what they liked what they want to see and we listen and it's funny because we have production meetings and one of the first things we do is say, okay, who, what are some of the, the comments we're hearing on social media? So we really, really do pay attention and uh, take direction input from what we hear. Cool. I, I feel your pain. I want to see your response to Kilroy was here. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> You're right about the, the who would win type of audience being very vocal because just ask the guys from Death Battle or One Minute Melee or you know, a lot of the different YouTube shows that, that actually do like who would win stuff. And, you know, man, they are, the, so, the, the fans are brutal. Like you, they, if you do something like you, everything you do is going to be second and third and fourth and fifth guest. <laughs> so, yeah, I wanted to mention too, who would win. I, I, I love the show because the way you guys do it, number one, I don't know if you're doing this on purpose, but you definitely remind me of like fight side commentators. Like the way the two of you guys talk, like it almost feels scripted the way that you're doing it. It's funny you say that it, it's not scripted, but it's I know. We definitely we definitely have our characters. Right. Yes. And yeah. my my co-host, Ray Stacanus, great guy, but I hate him on the show. He you know, he he's a former pro wrestler. So he yeah. comes at this with okay. like a macho man, Randy Savage. Mm-hmm type of, you know, million dollar man, Ted DiBiase, heel from the 80s type of pro wrestling uh, gimmick, which is, he's great at it. By the way, he's, I hate to say this too, he's brilliant. He's a great debater. And I come at it, you know, I've got an MMA background, cornered a lot of people, lot watch loving, you know, love watching, you know, footage on fighters coming up with game plans. That's how I come at it. By the way, I'm kind of a dick. 
So, you know, I'll throw, I'll throw comments at him. He'll try to get me. He'll yell loud. I'll tell him to use his indoor voice and we'll just kind of have fun from there. Cool. Cool. Yeah. And I love the idea that like you bring in an outside judge every week to make the decision. It's not like, you know, guys, you guys don't go back and forth, debate it and then decide on your own. Like what's the fun in that? Yeah, exactly. What's the fun? So one little thing I got hit up the past couple of weeks and people are like, you know, right now, you know, not to pat myself on the back, but I will. I'm three. I'm going to be sorry. I'm two matches up, hopefully going (laughs) for my third win on race to Canis. And people, and he, and he texts me, he's like, what are you doing? Like, what is the deal here? And I have what's called the, someone coined this term for me, the intoxicating mind fog, which I <laughs> let out in the room for my third battle point. My third debate point was our last one. And the reality is I'm sometimes not arguing to the judge. Sometimes I'm trying to lay a trap for Ray that he's not aware of. And I just texted him and told him this. And he's like, you mother, you know, one of those things. <laughs> I had no clue. So we use a ton of strategy. By the way, he's a master at doing it to me too. So that's where the fun yeah. is. And sometimes a judge comes in and they're like, yeah, I totally love Dragon Ball Z. Like for the Frieza match, they're like, oh, I totally love Frieza. She's great. I don't know that much about Thor. And I'm like, awesome. That's just what I want to hear when I rep right. Thor. But then you got to kind of swam. So that's where the fun is. Did you cool. say she's great? Frieza? Frieza. Listen, listen. Frieza's listen. a guy. <laughs> really? Are yes. you going to ask Frieza? Are you going to yeah. ask Frieza? That yeah, actually that's could be true. A, true. That could be a very, very fair point. Very, very true. Very true. But yeah, no. If you if you were more, want to drive traffic to your to your site, there just just do Goku versus Superman. We uh, did. You, you did. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh my God. This this yeah. got controversial quick. Yeah. Oh because, yeah. Yeah. That would be it. Oh my God. The judge who was really cool, great actor, the whole thing. They weren't that familiar with either you know Goku or what Superman could really do at his highest level. So Ray. Yeah comes in and says oh yeah well goku will use his telepathy to tell to figure to probe superman's mind find kryptonite use instant transmission to somehow find it bring it back and get the win and as i finished laughing like goku doesn't do that the judge bought it well actually that's true (laughs) and that that was one of the things they brought up on the death battle match between them and the problem was that goku wouldn't like he would have to have some tip off that there was something that could you know exactly so so See, my, my issue with that strategy, oh, my God, I can't believe we're doing this. Uh, yeah. it's, it's, man, this is a watch, Watching Dragon Ball, Goku wouldn't do that because he wants to fight. True. Exactly. And that would exactly. be cheating. Yeah. So, so what happened was the, the, the reaction on social media to this was insane. Like, people were like, Ray, that's not what, how dare you? Da-da-da. And I felt bad for the actor we had on. Because they're like, did I do something wrong? I'm like, no, no, you're okay, I think. Yep. And uh, good luck yeah. in your future endeavors. And, uh, There's no We'll see what happens. That. No, that will definitely happen back to you. But yeah. yeah, so, and what's weird is we'll have we'll have battles that I don't think are going to kind of do anything. Like we had Storm versus Aang from uh, Avatar. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and we huh. had a social media debate that no joke went from Monday to Friday, nonstop throughout the day between three or four people. And I'm like- even I have to say, stop, like enough. Like I'm happy you're doing it, but you know, someone needs to do something crazy. Like, like who here's kissed a girl? Anyone do that? <laughs> no. So try that. Oh. Oh. It's, all about the, it's all about the fans and helping them out. Yes. Yes. It's what I do. <laughs> it's all about the fans. All right. Well, speaking of fans, we're going to take our first commercial break. So fans, hold on. And we'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. All right, we're back. And I got a question for you, James. I just saw this on Facebook right before we we started recording. I'm like, oh, this is great. Because I hate this question. Who would win? 
Wanda or Batman with prep time? I saw that today. There's okay. only one answer for that. <laughs> yes, Batman with prep time trumps everything. No, no okay. that's not the answer. No, 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 no. See, <laughs> oh, no. But Wanda can, alter reali- Wanda can alter reality. So. Okay, so, so here's the deal. People are going to hate me for this answer. <clears throat> Excuse me. If Batman has previous knowledge of Wanda, mm-hmm. knows what she can do, can prepare for it, and surprises Wanda, so Wanda doesn't have previous knowledge or any knowledge that Batman's coming for her, there's a way for Batman to get the win. By the way, we did Batman versus Yoda, and I kind of used something similar in that argument. Uh, I got the win for Batman. Now, if none of those conditions are met, Wanda stomps Batman no problem. So the, there's one very specific way Batman wins, and there's about a billion ways that Wanda wins. That's how that breaks down. I don't I don't know. I mean, Batman knowing Wanda, he'd probably go in for the psychological kill. Does he know, know her? That's the question. But if he doesn't know her... Right, right. So but well, like time. you said, if you say prep time, I assume yeah. that means that he gets well, he gets you know research on her, figures right. out all of her I, weaknesses, which is mostly mental, and then goes bring into it up. psychological. I brought it up because I mean we've talked about this on the show many times, JD and and I at least about the idea of DC is God's among men, whereas Marvel's regular people with powers. And the exception of these two characters is the flip, hmm. right? But the, but the but the issue is that like Batman doesn't have powers, but yet he's become the Bat God in the comics, and it drives me nuts. It's like I want to see a human story, not this guy who can do anything at any time. Yeah, but you get those in the Batman main book. You don't get them in Justice League. You know, no, no not at all. Yeah. By the way, you know, all joking aside, I've, I've often you know thought that Batman actually does have a, a real superpower. His IQ is off the charts. True. And True. so, like, if you went to, if you, so like, his characters, account. yeah, yeah. Well, those, by the <laughs> way, two things he has that are superhuman his resources mm-hmm. and his IQ. Yeah. Right. So, if you took a Reed Richards, is one of his superpowers super intellect? I mean, you know, think of the leader, right, from the Hulk comic books. Mm-hmm. He's got a super intellect. That's his only thing. He gets, but is he time. smarter than Reed Richards? I don't think so. Yeah. No. Yeah. Right. And Batman's in that league, too, just for like more detective and EQ and human skills. You know what I mean? Or whatever. Right. right. So I do think he has a super genius IQ that would be considered a superpower. Hmm. I don't know. Do you ever see that episode of Justice League Unlimited where uh, Batman has to talk to, uh, I forget, I think it's Ace from the Royal Flush Gang? That's right, yeah. yeah. Some I imagine there be, could be something very similar to that if this ever played out. Nice. She was remember, also on that level. Yeah. I remember in the series before that where he was trapped and by the Injustice Gang or whatever it is, Injustice Society, and he talked his way out by getting uh, Cheetah yes. to fall yep. for him. Yeah, and then he exactly. wrote a, and he wrote a check to uh the ultra human humanite i mean which is mm-hmm. brilliant which uh, is by the way how batman would beat deadpool he'd write him a check <laughs> <laughs> you can't argue with that that yeah, makes no, complete and total no, sense it it's a lot of chimichangas right there i'm telling you yeah. that's a good all right all right so then the, now the other question is who would win wanda or agatha harkness oh wait <laughs> oh i think we'll get that answered shortly <laughs> so so everyone who's a fan of this show knows that we can't stop talking about wandavision our record this week. <laughs> well, we want views. I mean, you know, there's that too. <laughs> hashtag WandaVision. Sure. Yeah. WandaVision, right. <laughs> so, so you told me, you know, off air that you have been watching the show. Obviously, you're obviously a big Marvel fan. So I know you're watching the show. What do you think so far? I absolutely love it. 
And I, I love the fact that they didn't try to explain too much of the, okay, there, here's how Vision and Wanda first got together. Mm-hmm. Here's too much. They were like, no, we expect you to be fully educated on this situation or else you're not going to like it. That's a you problem. I love that they took that stance. Really, really great. I am scared of one thing, though, and it's actually a pretty big fear. So I'm a little worried that they're going to go and pull a Game of Thrones. And what mm-hmm. I mean by that, remember – First seven seasons, Game of Thrones, magnificent. And then all of a sudden, season eight, with super high expectations, didn't hit it. Uh, and now people can't stand Game of Thrones to a certain degree. So I'm not saying they're going to do it. This is Marvel. It's a different thing. Mm-hmm. I'm just – I'm a little worried. I really hope they just absolutely smash it in the best way possible for the last few episodes. I, I don't think there's a way they can miss at this point. I mean, like, oh, I again – Well, no. I mean, there are, okay, there are ways that they can miss. But, it, I mean, again, it, like you said, it's Marvel, right? Yeah. I mean, we we have like they have built up eleven, what twelve years of faith with us. They've only missed a few times, and even those misses are better than anything that Zack Snyder ever put out or ever thought to put out. So, wow, you know, it's like I, I just you know at this point, even even if it's a stinker, it's still going to be some of the best TV you've seen. Well, the advantage they have that the Game of Thrones didn't have is they don't have to they don't have to shoulder the landing right because it's not the they're not going to end here. Right, it's going to spiral into something else. So you don't have to have a Game of Thrones then when you're really like closing a chapter. This is just you know, you're more like kind of making a pit stop before going somewhere else. That's a great point. So even if they don't stick it, stick the landing 100. percent mm-hmm. they're still like, well, here we're going to keep going in this direction. That's a great point, actually. Well, yeah, but yeah, your payoff is is the fact that it ties into uh, multiverse. Doctor Advantage. Strange. Yeah. So and, it's, <laughs> and boy, did we did we see that more than ever this week? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the commercial. I wanted to talk about that. You got Doctor Strange thoughts on the commercial. Okay, okay. See, this is a perfect. This is but a perfect the, thing. But the commercial was for Nexus, which right. is from Thor: The Dark World. They talked about the Nexus and how that was how realities touched each other. So it was like, oh, okay. Now so, I see where you're going. So, so let me be your foil because I'm the DC <laughs> oh, guy. Oh, I can geez. be your foil. The the writing construct of the person who doesn't know anything to in, enhance the dialogue and the and the download of information. So tell me what the Nexus is. I just did. That is what it is. That's it's, it. It's it's the point. So, it's the point where all different realities touch. Bleed, the bleed, John, for DC fans. The bleed. There you go. Bleed oh, the okay, okay. Yeah, so you got to translate for me. Yeah, I, I speak both <laughs> languages. I'm fluent in both. <laughs> so, <laughs> ditto, ditto. So yeah, that I I dug this man. Like I I like the commercial. There's a little more a little more on the nose than the other ones. Yes. You know definitely. that's okay. That's okay. So so um, you th- you think the commercials are her subconscious trying to tell her you know, pick yourself up and get yourself going. I do. Things are getting, things are getting hairy. Well, and no, I don't know if it's that. I think it's her subconscious commenting on what's going on in the moment hmm. because it's like, Oh, you need to, you know, depression might come and you have to, you know, stand up and, you know, face the reality. And he, she's facing the reality that Agatha Harkness is there and it's not going to get better. And that, that, that's a question I saw posted on uh, social media quite a bit this week or well, since Friday, was this the depression episode? She didn't oh, want to get sure. out of bed. She didn't care what the oh, yeah. vision was there. Not even her kids could get her out of bed. And the mm-hmm. kids are super important to her. So, mm-hmm. right. The hands, very much, I mean, the kids. I mean, the very, hands. very much depression this episode. So, we wondered what other sitcoms they hit both The Office and Modern Family this week, like we pontificated. So, mm-hmm. see, so this is done. Are we done I th- with sitcoms? I, th- I think we're done with sitcoms. I think the last, yeah. my, my guess is the last two episodes are. The final battle and then the wrap up. More Marvel y stuff yeah. rather. Which is mm-hmm. fine. I think we've we've kind of done our time. Well we've already got exactly. our 
We already exactly. got a superhero three-point landing, so, you know, Boom. twice. <laughs> By the way, I was so excited about Monica Rambo like, being revealed like a super – you knew it was happening, but I'm glad we saw it because yeah. my first interaction or my first experience with Monica Rambo was – do you guys remember Secret Wars from the oh, 80s? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And so she was Captain Marvel, and I remember she was absolutely badass. She took out Magneto like no one's business. And if you can take out Magneto, you're you're a mega level in terms of a of a threat or power, whatever. So I was super happy to see that. And the fact that she kind of pushed back against Wanda of all people, right? It was, it, oh, yeah. Well, they, well, so, so here's the thing <clears throat> again, I'm the big YouTuber. So there's a guy on there, Rob on comics explained. He does a, a, sh- a show called comics explained. You probably know. So he, I, I was doing more research for this because again, I don't know much about Marvel. So I'm, lo- I'm trying to track all the deep cuts and I ran across one of his videos that was about what he does. He does a series of videos called too powerful for the MCU. And he was like, and there was one labeled Monica Rambo too powerful for the MCU. And like the, one of the things he said in there is like, if she ever showed up in the MCU, she would trash everybody. And she he's going through all of her powers. It's like, yeah, all she has to do is be hit by a type of energy once. And she becomes a master of it. And it's like, okay. So that's how she got through Magneto. She got, he got, she got through his magnetic, uh, field his his force field because magnetism is a force of a part you know a type of energy so yeah i like i guess rob is going to eat his words and uh in this case well i mean you know yeah they they power down people for the mcu but still being able to manipulate energy is like a game changer we haven't seen what she doesn't even know what her abilities are right just figured out origins Yeah, I have something. So, I mean, we don't know quite what it is. And, like, people were saying, oh, like, when the bat, I saw the Batman versus Wanda debate floating around, and people were mentioning how Hawkeye took her out. And I think it was Civil War, I forget which. Yeah. I forget which. And it's like, well, she's gotten a lot more powerful since then. And it's like, same with, with Monica, is we're going to see her grow in power, I would assume. And we don't even know kind of what they're going to do with her yet. So, well, you know. yeah. And they, I guess they want to keep her around for like the next decade. So yeah. they have time. They have time to grow her, I guess. Like that's that's a good point. So we we made we put a lot of time and energy into thinking about who this engineer was, and it turns out it, it was nobody. So yeah, exactly. Uh, you know you what? Sure I, I got us. Okay. Sorry, I, I think there's something else to this. I I've met Hope some of the right. writers. Yeah, I've met some of the writers. You know, for Spider-Man: Homecoming, Ant-Man, and what have you. And one thing they all said, which was really interesting, was that nothing is by coincidence. Nothing is meaningless everything has a like the way they explained to me how they brought in ned from the ultimates universe to play off of peter parker in the mcu it was like you needed like five spreadsheets to track what just for that so anything they mentioned i gotta believe there's something more to that it just can't be oh yeah it's it's no one no it's 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 the little girl that she played uno with when they were kids back in captain marvel it's, she's a scroll, probably. That, that, makes sense. Sense. that whole team is it is it they're all scrolls. That would be yeah, logical. No one's gonna I don't think people are gonna want that. That's they want everyone wants Reed Richards or something like that. But or, or the blue that marble, is, yeah, yeah. Or the blue marble. I think that is probably the most logical, which is better than nobody, which is what I feel like after this week. I'm like, oh, I guess we don't get the reveal. And weren't we promised three one hour episodes? Yes, I know. So we're gonna have like one movie at the end or something. Well, like, this was which we would be cool. a half hour still. Yeah, yeah. This was a half well, hour. So I saw someone try to defend it and say, "Well, it was actually thirty-seven minutes." I'm like, "No, no. that's not Don't one do hour. That. Don't do that." No. Yeah, yeah. Not no. one hour. We all saw the twist with Agatha coming. Like we didn't like any comic person from week one's like, "Oh yeah, that's her." Yeah, I know. So so, so many people were talking about it, and I'm like, "Really?" 
You didn't see this coming. Oh yeah, no, yeah, all I, my normie friends were like, I didn't, I had no idea, and I was like, really. Well, you know, Agatha, I have to keep... Agnes, Agatha Harkness. Agnes. They didn't know. If you don't know who Agatha Harkness you know, is, right. you know? Here, here's the thing. When we, we just did Vision versus Samus, right, on who would win. And I had to explain to the audience because everyone's like, they think they know Vision now. They think they know Wanda now. And I said, no, no, this is a very recent phenomenon that people mm-hmm. know these characters. Like literally, yeah. even when they first appeared, people didn't really look into it, get it that much. So people like us, yeah, even people don't, not like, like you know, who love comic books, whatever, geek culture will look into it. This is, you're right, normies wouldn't, I hate using that term, but they wouldn't really understand the levels here of, of no. intellectual supremacy yeah. that geeks like us have, is what I would say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, true. hell, like, I'm into comic books, but again, I know DC, so there's still, I'm, you know, I, I have to watch hours of videos on all the different subjects just to figure out what's going on going on in some of this right. stuff. Right, and every, it, it, just, I want to make one point. It's easy when you've got a crossword puzzle with like only like 15 different words to figure out where all the connections are. Mm-hmm. Marvel, every one of these, it seems like every episode they are like doubling or tripling the number of references in there. I cannot track everything anymore. Like even down to the for the very first scene, the, the bedding, she's in bed and all the bedding has hexes on it, except her pillow, which has, you know, Mandelbrot's, which is basically, it looks like magic, you know? It's like, just everything means something. It's ridiculous. That's a, but that, that's a movie, man. Like, any decent production designer and art director, they're going to do that. John, everything and everything. Oh, I know, but it's just, I, I, something. I just, but I, I love the fact that they're, that they're doing it right. Like, they, yeah, like, John, you know? John, if you turn nice. your camera around, is there a pegboard on your wall with string all over it for a we weren't supposed to talk about that on camera day i have a new theory too but you know just tell me when you want me to say it okay. well hold on hold off like what i like about this show is if you don't do the research because like, i can talk to my wife every week now you know she's up in uh, she's up in wisconsin and we we discuss the show and she, you know i'll fill her in on kind of the 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 nerd stuff and she has none of this background like she's just an mcu fan but she's loving it every week, right? And she's like, and I kind of help her cheat along. But I mean, like at the same time, I don't think you need all this information beforehand to enjoy the show. Oh no, right, no, right. You, you know, you I think I think that's what makes this show different than, than a lot of of what Mar- of I'll just say regular TV shows is you don't need you know the the encyclopedic knowledge to appreciate what's going on. There is an interesting narrative. There is good character development, and I it's fun for us to sit here and connect dots. But I don't think you have to do that to enjoy the show, which is what makes it really cool. Right. But the but the thing is, like, like if you if if it were DC doing this, it would all be just plain old fan service. It wouldn't mean anything. Yeah. It would it would all be like the Ten Rings, right? It, but but now, like they like they really are showing love to the fans by make it. It's not just deep cuts or you know interesting little visual tricks or you know little hints about stuff. It all means something. It's all driving towards something. And it will, it like, it's one of those things where we, when we get to the end, we're all going to, you know, sit there and every, if we go back and look over every scene, we're going to like, oh, that's what that meant. You know, it's mm-hmm. not, they're not just there for the halibut. They're, they're there because they're there. They're there because they, you know, it's all part of the storytelling, which right. is just, yeah, which, and they, they must have like a couple of spreadsheets to track it all. <laughs> like, and I, and I, I think this is going to be one of those shows. Once it's done, you're going to want to watch the whole thing again yeah. to, to catch all the little things. Yeah. It, it's going to be a um, little six cents ish. 
which is something if you watch, but you might know the reveal, but then you can kind of pick up all the, the little things that right. were pointing toward it the whole time. But yeah, like I said, man, this is, this is like watching a movie, John. <laughs> like you're, you're marveling at like, you know, set dressing, which, yeah, of course it's all, it's all there to tell a visual story. Yeah. By the you way, know? we don't know to your point, JD, we don't know what reveals or hints no. are there that are meant to be understood in a yeah. movie five years from now. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, so we may be seeing things like when we saw the fly on the wall, and then there was a closer, an even bigger close up on the fly on the wall, you know, right before Wanda went to the basement. It was right. Staccato. I'm like, you're right. I'm like, or the Scott, right. So I'm like, okay. So I'm right ahead in my, in my mind. I'm a Marvel and DC guy. I'm like, well, wait, that could mean one of three things, but only those three things. And that could be something we may not see the series because they're focusing on Agatha. That could be something that comes up later. That, I mean, that's the craziest part about this. We don't well, know what's meant for this series or for something later. No, and that's what I agree with you. And again, I'm I, I'm very literal minded first. And I saw that fly and I immediately went, Lord of the Flies. I thought okay. Jeff Goldblum, but, you know. Yeah, no, exactly. I want, <laughs> no I want one would see Jeff Goldblum coming at all. We've got, <laughs> we've got Agatha. We've got the twins. Then we get a fly. I'm like, yeah, Mephisto. That's the first thing that popped in my head. No. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, that, uh, and that's going towards my my new theory. But all right, okay. John, you're you're bursting yeah, at the seams. Yes. Go ahead. Go, go ahead. Okay. Well, you know, I, I, I all along, I, I've I've thought that you know somebody was controlling, you know, you Wanda. have been saying that you yeah. have that. Yes. So so here's the thing. We, going back over stuff, remember how nobody would say Wanda; they would say she's in my head. She she she. Right. So right. we know that that's Agatha now because at the last that that post credit scene. Like you could see the, the the purple roots spreading out into the ground. Basically, she's controlling like everybody in the town now, right? Like it's been it's it's technically her controlling people, not not Wanda. She's using Wanda to right. create the the facade, and to, we don't know because yeah, I guess she does have manipulate like yeah, she she yeah because she because she manipulates she you saw yeah. her do the the Wanda thing, but mm-hmm. with her purple energy to Wanda at at the end. But the thing is, I like, again, question about purple. Go ahead. Continue. But the thing is that nobody would say it. They all said, you know, she's in my head. It's all painful. She's lonely. She's she's like grieving, whatever. I think it's not Wanda that's grieving. I mean, Wanda's grieving, but I think it's Agatha Harkness that's grieving. And that's because the dark hold, I think that's the dark hold. But that's the, thing the is, dark if, hold. If you look at the book, there's two keys on either side of a wall. And that means we're going into the multiverse and she must be draining Wanda's power in order to open that book to go get somebody that she lost. I think you might be correct. Hmm, and it I has think... something to do with Senior Scratchy? Uh, <laughs> well, then it'll be, that's her son, right? But Scratchy is in, it, I mean, the rabbit, she's supposed she's supposed to have a cat familiar. From she, what does have, well, the, the, she does have a cat familiar, but who knows if that's her familiar, if that's just like what's become of the son or if the son is named after or the rabbit's named after the kid. Or like, is, I think there might be something to that. Yes. Is, is the rabbit playing Peter? Like, is he, is he shape shifting into Peter? Hadn't considered that. So, mm. you know, rabbit was, fast. Well, I was going to ask that question of what is this Pietro? Is this, is this a construct or did she pluck him oh, from the multiverse? My, my son. Okay. So going back to what James said and nothing's on accident. Mm-hmm. My son pointed this out when they do the reveal and they do the song. It's been Agatha all along, which was a nice play on the monsters. And yes, they beautiful show, play on the monsters. They mm-hmm. show the outside view of the house. The knock happens before she casts the magic on Pietro. 
That's interesting. So that I hadn't noticed. Yes. True. So that leads him to believe that that is Quicksilver from the Fox universe plucked into our universe, and she ch- and she controlled his mind. She's right to it. make him a dick. Hmm. Uh huh. So that also leads into the post credit sequence of we're left to assume that that Quicksilver and Monica are going to kind of go to blows. Maybe not. Right. Well, I mean, I I st- I don't I don't I don't know. Like that's that's a good point. But the thing is, like, uh, he slipped. He slipped at the end of the Halloween special where he said, "Well, your you know dead husband can't die again." Is that it's a like slip he, or is he that wasn't? A, well, like well he, faint. but he wasn't supposed to know, right? No, no but because that, he's not it, saying it. He's not the one saying it. Is Agatha, Agatha is Agatha she's trying to poke, poke uh, Wanda? Yeah, yeah but does, does she manipulate them that deeply that they can say that well, they'll gonna, make a slip like that? I gonna, that's, so. that's we see it, Wanda's eyes getting all purpley at the end. So that tells me visually tells me the story that that she's being controlled. And we assume Pietro is also being controlled, and she's doing the puppet master thing. So I think that's not a slip at all. We're meant to think it's a slip to push Wanda further and further into getting what she wants, which caused you know? her to expand out the. Thus weakening the hex. Thus yeah. weakening her power, overextending herself, the depression, the exhaustion. Now we've got a Wanda who's not because she probably isn't as powerful as Wanda, right? She's got to, right. you know, use her her manipulation to get Wanda where she's down. She's doing the rope a dope, if you will. Yes. Yep. You know, getting land those so, body blows before and that's using right. that energy right. to open the dark hold and and which is what she, either we're talking Cathan or we're talking Mephisto, you know. A little bit of, like, could be. They're probably going to do some kind of combination of the two because I, we can't throw you know Lovecraftian creatures and the devil at people at the same time. We have to. Oh, kinda, we could. You know. It'll be interesting. <laughs> so what's purple, right? Because she has the everything is purple, and mm-hmm. I'm trying to think is what if where have we seen purple before? Right? It could just be they could just like this is going to be Agatha's thing. Purple, Ooh, right? Purple color, purple. Oprah Winfrey's going to show up. No, that's sorry. not what I meant. Um, I'm sure. Cars for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> um, was purple? Correct me if I'm wrong here. Was purple the color of the Dormammu fathers in the first Doctor Strange? Movie? Oh, because I yes. recall their eyes having purple in them. But I, I could well, have they, gone and busted the movie eyes. out. But I'm far too. Yeah, but I think the color but was he, purple. With but it. his, yeah, his color in in the dark dimension, which the Grimhold is from. Darkhold. Darkhold. Dark. Yeah, the dark. Right, the Darkhold is from the dark dimension. It's made right. from dark matter from the dark dimension. Right. Correct. Yes. All right. Darkhold. Whatever. Yeah. I'm. I'm trying to. I'm getting. Oh. So. But yeah. You're right. Then his his color was purple when uh, Strange yeah. met him in the dark dimension. Okay. So, what if to keep it clean? What if it's Dormammu as opposed to introducing a new villain? Right? I'm I just. I'm just spitballing. I'm just spitballing. I mean, that I would tie Strange. into the fact that there's a they're going to go into like the next Doctor Strange, Strange. Movie very that's, quickly. Right. That's what yeah. made me wonder. Interesting. That. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not going to. I'd rather see it Mephisto because I like it being a little bit more, uh, a little more lean into the books a little bit more. But um, now, now know, that, I'm wondering. Yeah, I mean, you could argue that because he, he defeated Tamarmu with the Time Stone, mm-hmm. but he doesn't have the Time Stone anymore. Time Stone does not exist anymore. Right. But he, but he did. But uh, I mean, okay. So like one of the other things in another video that I was watching was basically all about. So the comics have very specific laws and reasons why like Earth 616 is not constantly invaded by all of these, you know, demons and demigods and whatever. Mm-hmm. We haven't really seen what the laws and rules are yet in the MCU, but Kevin but, Feige wants them to be. That's the answer. True, to true. but the, but the thing was that Do- Dr. Strange, like what's his, uh, Dormammu made a promise, like, like 
he's does also, that mean anything to him? He's or? also a villain. Dra- yeah, that, I know, I know. Guys lie, but well, but like I, I I would assume that Strange would make him promise. Yeah, no, that's if that's, that didn't hold some kind of like. No, like, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. you know? That I'm was the other you. thing. Okay, so it was the in the MCU is the Sanctums, the combined power of the Sanctums that was protecting the Earth. And that's why the followers were destroying the sanctums mm-hmm. so DeMormo could get in. So you could argue that they've rebuilt them at this point. So that would be protecting them. Well, yes, but there's a, it's a double protection because DeMormo's promise was he had to leave and never come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but again, he's a villain. Well, yeah. I, know, I know he's a villain, but you, there. You've like, never broken I, I would, a promise, John? But yeah, but I'm thinking like the MCU isn't. You're going just a regular to, villain, not a super villain. I, yeah, that's true. <laughs> But I, I wouldn't think like with the with the, the the level of storytelling we're getting here that they wouldn't find, you know give us like a really clever way around it. Well, this you know? I think this might okay. Let I'm just staring at the skit here. This might be the really clever way around it to go yes. through the dark hold and have somebody go through the dark hold and have something and have Wanda the power of Wanda and and Agatha together undo or you know revamp or perhaps retcon the decision or the mm. the deal. I don't know. Like I said, I'm just I'm just spitballing based on production elements that I see. Yes. Oh, I know. have a question for all three of you. Yeah. For this series. I We're do. gonna have a nerdy answer, I guarantee it. I Please. hope so because <laughs> I can't by the way, thank you for letting me have this talk. It's been a long, good day of work. I needed this. This is awesome. So <laughs> what are the chances that both Quicksilver and Vision survive all of this and are now part of the MCU once this is all said and done? Fifty fifty. I think say. I, in my opinion, I think Quicksilver has a better chance of surviving if it's the Fox universe Quicksilver than uh, Vision. I could see but, them ending this with Vision dying. I, I, I'm with you on that. I could see it. But now that they know they had Vision's body and they were trying to use him to bring him back to life to, as a weapon, and they did say in Endgame they could separate the Mind Stone and, and keep him alive, mm-hmm. can Shuri bring him back to life as an android? Sure. Like they bring vision back. So I, I, they, I yeah, think they do well, it in the comics all the time. Well, I asked this a couple of weeks ago is like, could we be getting the, the burn vision, which is the plain white, you know, emotions and memories wiped mm-hmm. vision. Well, they, they did. They did make another, I, it's, it's not, it can't be a slip up. Cause they, they said they go through these things frame by frame. When one of the first things vision asked Darcy is, you know, who was the fake Pietro and he shouldn't know that. If he had, if he didn't, he has he didn't to have, have his some, memories. Yeah, right. If he didn't have his memories from before, he wouldn't know that that's a fake. So he's got to still have some. And 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 you're right, Dave. That's what goes back to what what Banner was saying in Age of Ultron, where it's like, but if he's got, or no, in uh, Infinity War, where like you know the 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 Mind Stone is only part of him. He's also mm-hmm. made up of Ultron's code and Jarvis and. You know, and Tony, and so you know, like he, he he might still be mostly there, so he may survive. I'll tell you, the kids are going to survive, though. The kids are, I think, they're going to steer into because they talk about depression. So I think one, I think we are going to be led to believe the kids are are gone, mm-hmm. and then they're going to do what they did in the comics. I would assume, and they will be reincarnated into other kids, where they will meet later on. When we I, get I don't know adventures. because that'd be a little bit too. They're talking about depressing. They said depression is a thing that's not going to end. They've said it's not going to end super happy. No, no, I, I think it would. That would be a little bit too obtuse. But if it, you want to talk about obtuse, you better read John Burns of West Coast Avengers. <laughs> yeah. That shit is impenetrable. Yeah, I, I get it. I've heard. But like, if you read like the actual origin of the kid, like 
it's you know if they streamline it it could work but i'm telling you right now man those kids are gone we're not seeing them anymore i don't know because they're bankable <laughs> I mean, no they are but they're gonna come back like we're gonna get wicked and speed but they're not gonna be like they're gonna be there they're gonna do the reincarnation i guarantee it because they're gonna want wanda in a bad place because she's gonna be in doctor strange yeah and i do think she's going uh, to be someone maybe not a villain but just you know we're gonna get that Oh yeah, well if they if they disappear and they fix that at the end of Multiverse of Madness, then you've got your you've we're going to get something. Like now here's the real question: Are we when we see Vision or sorry when we see uh, Mephisto or you know whatever? Is he going to have the kids' heads on his hands? I know it's like they <laughs> <laughs> put that on my Instagram page because I think they're going to do that because I think they get super excited about doing something that creepy. It's one of the creepiest things Burn ever drew. So I'm really Master Pandemonium is a stupid character. I hope they just leave that whole thing out. Why but, are you yeah, so excited they... about hand head kids' heads on hands? Because so I'm a horror. Bad. I'm a horror writer. That's, oh, and this it. stuff got excites it. me. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I I live for. So like, I, but... I I want to see it. We're on Disney Plus. Yes, exactly. But we're Marvel. But it's still Disney Plus. Yeah, but they put a warning in front of the Muppet Show. Come on. Yeah. Well, you can still put a warning. Oh, well, the, the Muppets are scary, man. Let's let's, let's, <laughs> let's just call it what it is. Like, sorry. Have you seen Gonzo? I mean, <laughs> what is a Gonzo? What yeah. is a Gonzo? What, a what is a Gonzo? That's right. And, yeah. Andy asked me that the other day. Aired a couple weeks ago. When we were watching old Muppet Babies. Like, he said, Kermit's a frog. Piggy's a pig. What is Gonzo? And I just had to say a weirdo. And that's all I could come up with. Gonzo's an asshole is what Gonzo is. <laughs> <laughs> He's shooting is. chickens out of cannons. What kind huh? of monster is that? Sorry. <laughs> no. <laughs> totally appropriate for the show. Oh, sorry. Um, oh, yes. uh, my bad. Yeah. We, we asked that. the hard questions here, people. Uh, <laughs> it's true. All Did right. you get all your theory out, John? Did we, did we get all of it? I, th- I, th- I Yeah, I think that's it. Like, it, 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 and... Like there was some, there was some speculation. It wasn't the dark hold because the dark hold was oh, no, in different. Agents of Shield, but, but, and the cover was different. But the thing is, like, Agents what, what gets me is, I know, but well, you don't know that. You don't know that because multiverse of madness. It's right? in another he, universe. Yeah. Well, yes, multiverse, right? Yeah. So, but the thing is, like, what got me was the two keys on either side of what looked like a door on the cover of it. I'm like, okay, so she's trying to open it. She's siphoning off you know, Wanda's power in order to open the damn thing. And, you know, she, and it must be, it might be her that's, you know, when, while she's controlling everybody's minds that she's got, keys, she's right? the one that's hmm? two keys, right? Yep. Yes. What if it's the twins? Right. The twins are the keys. Yeah. So maybe I don't get twin hands. Maybe I just get them opening up. A, there's a ghost opening up a book. I don't know. Did you notice too, someone put this online. I saw this today. There's a, in Dr. Strange, when he's in the library, there's one missing book. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and wow. in the hex frames. Yeah. The hex I frames. I saw that and, and the... I was like, that's what, yeah, like you were saying, James, yeah. that's, that's good stuff. I, yeah. I dig it. Oh, craziness. Oh, so how sure. do we think, how do we think it's going to end? Any predictions at this point? Two episodes left guys. So mutants don had a good prediction did you see don don tweeted out uh, on the on his omega uh, level nerds twitter account i haven't um, been on twitter much lately what's oh the... don says uh don says professor x see i thought there would be a galaxy mm. class mutant coming into this you know? oh god oh god that was bad no seriously it's seriously, not gonna be patrick stewart think, no no think, no no think patrick of... stewart that's what he was saying patrick stewart yeah is professor x think about think about it. paul bettany did a uh did a, a that's an where interview he, yep that's yep. where he got it from was paul bettany's interesting he's always wanted to work with this guy right and there's only two actors that he would all he that he because Paul Bettany's not a young man. So it's like there's only two actors that he could have always wanted to work with. And it's Ian McKellen and it's Sir Patrick Stewart. So no, there's he, only there's only two. I so saw, 
I saw and, the, and those are the only two that could come in and do do a a Skywalker moment and have the power to do that. I saw a, another thing where they were talking about actors that Bentney has said that he's wanted to work with. I can't remember all of them, but the one was Pacino. And it's so definitely not going to be Pacino unless they're bringing in unless they're bringing in him from the Devil's Advocate. Like, and that's that's and the oh argument was the argument was we're going to get Pacino as Mephisto. Say hello to oh my God. little boy. <laughs> oh my God! So Scarface was Mephisto. Yeah, Tony yep. Montana <laughs> Mephisto. Say hello to my little friend. This makes sense. <laughs> I hope that's wrong. <laughs> I don't know. I think we're on to something. He pulls his hands up, and there's the twins' heads. If anyone say hello to my little friend, it's Tony Montana, right? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh, with respect. I mean, this just writes itself. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought that was a stretch, but yeah. yeah. Like, no, if yeah. I'm predicting, I think we end with vision of a mind wipe vision, Wanda in a worse place, the kids gone, the hex lifted. Okay. So why does, uh, just one question before mm-hmm. you go on. Why does this feel like it's being written by Joss Whedon or J. Michael Straczynski? Because, those two guys really hate relationships and everything they write, they always write huge tragedy for relationships. And it's, I'm beginning to feel like nobody's allowed to be happy in the Marvel MCU at this because, point. Not. Because drama, man, if people are happy, it makes for bad stories. But you, you always, drama. you need a counterpoint to that or else it just gets depressing. And so, you, you I, to your point, that. that's what Hawkeye is going to do. The new Hawkeye series because okay. we left. He's he's with his family. He's reunited and now he's training his replacement. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a to your point. That's kind of the feel good story. No, I I'll think the, that. I think the feel good is going to be we're going to think the twins are gone and then we find out that they're still alive and there's some there's somewhere else. That's my prediction is for our our hope for the future thing. All right, well, I, I I'm kind of thinking there's going to be a big confrontation in the in the basement for lack of a better term and which is which is part of the real world because the aspect ratio changed as soon as she went down the stairs um wait what wait, that's yeah, interesting every, every time the aspect ratio changes it tells you where you are yeah so it was full when it's screen full screen when it's during the real world right i have it, a freaking film degree and i didn't pick up on that <laughs> son of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> and then it, it, it went to 69 when it when it hit the basement yep. you know by the way, why didn't she yell for her kids? I don't. Like, you know, great, I, I, well, that's a great question. I that's mean, what any parent would have done. I, seriously, like, oh, my kids are in the basement and you're acting creepy. Gotcha. I'm gonna, I'm gonna yell for them right now. That's that's Elizabeth Olsen not being a mother in real life. Not, that's true. Like that's yeah, that's an actor choice thing. If she's a real mom, she's gonna have her character do that. Well, yeah. no, no, one hundred percent. No, no, no. I'm th- I'm thinking it by that point. So the other the other thing I saw was that in every in every episode. Um, Agnes is bringing something and either feeding something or giving something to uh, Wanda. And, you know, like the, the lavender spray tea, the plant she brings in the first episode, like at, she's been drugging her this whole time. So I think by this, at this point, Wanda's Possibly. just too under it. Possibly. Would oh, you catch Tommy's line too, but Oh, you're quiet. It's quiet here. You're quiet inside. Yeah. Mm. Either Agnes is too powerful to read or, or she's being controlled. Who knows? You know? Or she's like soulless or something. Like, mm. that. like there's something there. There's that's a thing. I can't I wonder if, that what John, I wonder if you're quiet inside. Anyway. God um... no. 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 <laughs> Screaming Mimi's. <laughs> um She's not on the show. So here's here's my here's my crazy prediction. They get to they get into this big fight. Whatever happens opens up those portals and we see a tentacle a mechanical tentacle come out. 
a web shoot it pull oh, it back turns into hentai right and, is and, that what you're saying and toby Maguire's spider-man you, you're swinging. <laughs> yeah you're still you're sticking with this toby Maguire thing yeah i still think it's gonna be toby Maguire's gonna be nah, the, i still say that, it's gonna go x-men something X, something mutant something x-men we yeah. could get no more mutants or, or lots more mutants well we've got to get mutants well isn't monica a mutant right right mutates. she's a mutate she's not a mutant oh well, and again, another yet another theory is that the reason why she's gained powers is because A, she's been through that shield a couple of times and B, she was a blipped person. So like you need a combination of those two in order for the, the shield to actually work on your genes or something. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. That's, it, that's it's, it's super reaching, speculatory. Yeah. I think, I think, yeah. I think if we get mutants, it's going to be people getting their that, latent X genes unlocked. That's, that's, that's the, that's the, the nerds with too much time on their hands theory. Yeah. Oh, with them. <laughs> I and mean, that's coming from us. Yes. Yeah, like, again, the, the problem is that, you know, there are just too many little things in this that even going frame by frame, you're going to, you, you're going to, it's twisting your mind trying to track everything and figure out what is a little bit of fan service and what is going to make a difference now. What, and like James said, what's going to, or, yeah, who said it? What's going to make a difference ten years from now, right? Yeah, and, yes, but that's right. things we're not going to know. Like people are bending over backwards trying to crack the code, and we don't even we're not even you can't crack this code until you see where you're going. Yeah, we, we don't know the we don't know the roadmap. We don't right. know the overall nope. puzzle. That's and yeah. by the way, that's the great part about all of this because by the time we figure it out, there's already a new puzzle on the on the yeah, board. Exactly, that's the problem. You can't keep up with it. It's like you solve one, you get five more. It's like- and there's people that don't <laughs> like that about the show because they're they keep their their cards so close to the vest. That they feel like they're being cheated. I've talked to some people who feel that they feel like they're being cheated by the narrative by not knowing. And I'm trying to explain that what's part of the fun is the guessing that goes along with it. And I guess there are people like I don't like it. Like well, and I, I mean, get, that. I and, get that. And those are the same people that complain when they watch M- one of the later M Night Shyamalan movies. Like, There's oh yeah, what a twist! I think about. shows that are written for geek connoisseurs, and I'm not being, you know, trying to even be funny with that term. Mm. have to be written this way yeah, i agree it's, it's people like us that enjoy it that will consume it that will buy this kind of stuff mm-hmm. we like being treated like we're intelligent right it's know? people love watching like modern family which is a great show don't get me wrong where things kind of get laid out very quickly by design mm-hmm. that's cool i don't think this show is for people who just who only love the modern family type of straightforward model that's cool that's great if you love it but this is a this is something where people like us appreciate the fact that we don't know because we enjoy the speculation right yeah. mm-hmm. it's the fun it's comics meets twins peaks a little bit that's a great way of explaining it yeah by the way i do have a prediction for this one how it's going to end yep, uh, yep, yep the yep. first one uh was actually suggesting me it's not mine but i like it because agatha harkness killed the dog the multiverse store is going to open and john wick's going to come out and shoot her i, just thought, <laughs> I thought that too it's like you you yeah. summoned the the most powerful being there is john wick, yeah. john wick oh, by the way when i heard that i was laughing my ass off and i thought okay that's great second one i actually think we're going to get a nod to miles morales that'd be cool how, you, how, how are you going to get a nod to him like there's so many different ways and he's so in play the character is so in the the zeitgeist with you know the game doing as well as it did and you know he's such a popular character i i don't know how that's the great thing i have no clue but Hmm. i think the timing is kind of good for that as well even if it's just like a little subtle hint i think we're gonna get some nod with multiverse of madness and spider-man 3 coming out yeah that would be i mean yeah there's a lot of options to get miles going i read my kid this little these little superhero stories and in this little kids universe miles and peter are both high school age and exist at the same time so why not why not the blip could have done that could have yeah 
blipping. Well, they're they're in the they are in in most of the was it the animated shows? Yeah, the last animated show that had both of them in it, and they were both that age. So yeah, it's doable. I think we broke our record. Yes. Oh my god. Hmm. All right. Well, on that note, uh, there is no social media madness this week, boys and girls. Uh, when your co-hosts hate your segments all right but segments just our fans (laughs) (laughs) on that note here's our good friend d square to tell you how you can follow us on social media so you can be part of it next week enjoying the show want to be part of social media madness Make sure you are following SuperheroSpeak.com, where you can find all of the show's social media links at the top of the page. While you're there, you can check out old episodes of the podcast, as well as some other great content. Check the site often, because we are posting some great comic reviews, as well as comic book and movie news content every day. Make sure and follow us on Twitter, at SuperheroSpeak. And while you're there, check out the rest of the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. You can follow them at stars underscore geek. The Geek World All-Star Podcast Network include great programs such as the Pop Prison Power Podcast, Cult 45, So Wizard, Fans on Patrol, the Gorilla Brain Podcast, and of course, Superhero Speak. Search for hashtag GWAllStars. You will not be disappointed. Now it's back to Dave and the boys on Superhero but Speak. All I'm all I'm saying to the fans is we want to hear from you, but we really don't want to hear from you. But all we right. do want to hear from you. <laughs> well, thank it's the you gimmick. That. It's the gimmick. <laughs> thank you for that, Don. And don't forget to check out the Omega Level Nerds podcast available on YouTube and wherever podcasts are available. Right? Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and on that note, we'll take our Final commercial break, and we'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. And we're back, and we're better than ever. So, we don't have a lot of news to talk about this week, but I figured we could, you know, talk about a couple things. This one, like, blew up on social media. The first one blew up on social media, and then it came out. It's like, no, we're not even casting yet. But Jennifer Lawrence cast a Sue Storm. I thought they poo-pooed that. I thought that came out. Yes, as, they did. You know, they, okay. they did. They, it came out as false. But like when it first came out, everyone was talking about it everywhere on social media, which made me wonder: was that a floating a balloon uh, maneuver? Well, I, I wonder if people... Jennifer Lawrence has a bad taste in her mouth after the X Men. Yeah, I can see that. She has done her superhero franchise and said she didn't want to do it anymore. Yes, mm. and she's got talent. I mean, she could do so much more. Yes. So, well, I mean, I, like, you do this stuff because you want to. And you mm-hmm. like because you like it and you're into it, like especially when you're that famous and you do whatever the hell you want to do. Like was with Robert Downey Jr., he just liked doing it, you know, and he liked boats. Yeah. So, so James, what do you think of the idea of Jennifer Lawrence playing Sue Storm? I think it's a brilliant idea. I'm not sure I'd go in that direction. You know, I, I kind of go back and forth. You know, a lot of people say when a when a superhero comes to screen, do we want to see the literal? you know, translation of that superhero, or do we want to see something different? Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's a, I, I just don't know. I think she would be great at it, but is there someone else who would also be great, possibly better? I don't know. I still uh, hold up. I'm still holding out for John Krasinski and Emily Blunt. I mean, yes, maybe I was, I was just, about to say, there you go. There you go. Pointing at me, but I just, I think having watched them in a quiet place together, like they do have pretty good on-screen chemistry for a married couple. And I think that would really translate well. And I think Sue Storm is so easy to, 
downplay such a powerful mm-hmm. character. And I think Emily Blunt has that gravitas where she could make us believe in Sue Storm, something that we haven't really done in any of the Fantastic Four movies. Yeah. Well, they, they've all been bad. So. Well, like, yeah, I, but the directors had them take off their clothes. I mean, that was like the whole point. Like, yeah. Right. I, I, I'm also hoping that if we get a good Fantastic Four movie with a great Sue Storm, then that leads into Namor, who's like Ooh. long overdue in the MCU. Yes, yeah. definitely. I, now, I did, don't argue hints? with that. Wait, wait, doesn't... So, I mean, let's look at the roster now. We have... Captain Marvel, we're going to have Photon, Photon, right? Photon. Or, yeah. yeah, Photon. Photon. Namor would be it if, if Namor came into the, like, we, we're we going, like, the Avengers are going from, yeah, the A team to the triple S team. Like, oh, you know, whoa, whoa, nobody's going to be. Don't, whoa, whoa, don't kick Namor. Namor's, whoa, whoa, Namor's yeah. the first Marvel character. Yeah, but, mm-hmm. but Na- no, I'm saying Namor, Namor is incredibly powerful. Yes, like he's he's a mutant and he's an Atlantean, right? Mm-hmm. He's yeah, like, yeah. Dude, so we just dealt with a we just dealt with a, a demigod who snapped his fingers and wiped out half of the universe. Like, yeah. like this these like limits on powers and all that, it's out the window. Like we but that the, ship has sailed. Like we right, but the thing is like seal, if, more cliches. Like like between if Wanda and 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 Carol Denvers had worked together, Thanos would have been like a greasy smudge on the ground. I mean, like you know. They, they don't. Either one of them, but both of them had a chance to take him out, and it was only through tactics that he managed to to get around that. But that's exactly what we talk about. Like, and again, like we have this assumption that people with these superpowers know how to use them at all given points and can, you know, rally to them whenever they need them. And that's just that makes for difficult storytelling. Mm-hmm. So it comes down to human condition and how you tell these stories, not just right. based on like, well, this person has a ten level whatever, and they can do. I mean, it just doesn't work like that. Like you need, yeah. you need well, humanity in telling these things. But but I, I, this is, I mean, Namor would be interesting, James, because I've seen very little Namor, but like I've read up on him lately again, research. But um, that yeah, first 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 Atlantean who was also a mutant, so he's well, got powers from both. And right, he was actually I think the first technically the first mutant we saw in Marvel Comics. Mm-hmm. Even though he wasn't labeled as such, but he was also later written on as part of the Illuminati within, right. you know, for the for the Earth right. and Marvel Universe. Great story. So, yeah. So this is like and especially because the MCU is now taking a lot of notes from modern era stuff as well as classic. So I think I think actually his time, especially with the success of Aquaman, you would think Marvel would be like, wait, the one of the few DC comic movies that really killed it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe we can't get scooped on this. Right. And, so and, but they're, and, they're two different characters, though. Namor's better namor has got such like namor has this gigantic chip on his shoulder and he's a dick like where's aquaman's like at the end of the day aquaman's a hero and he'll do the right thing namor, namor doesn't yeah he's, he's he like really he's walks like, that fine line he's like black the only person i can compare him to is like a black adam yes well, well, namor similar. is like the villain in aquaman his brother or mm-hmm. ocean master whatever mm-hmm. like namor is actually the perfect villain for aquaman yes mm-hmm. even though he's kind of an anti-hero yeah. yeah, Namor. Yeah, but he can he can do that. He can he can be a villain. He can be a hero. It really depends upon the moment in the story. So there's a lot you can do. Namor's super versatile. Cool. Rights are tied up to him. Yeah, hmm. I think so. With Universal. What a shame. They did mention earthquakes off the coast of uh, Wakanda. Yes, well, also they did. the Wakanda series, yes. right? Which I think is brilliant. Thank God that's coming. And then what? It, so that could lead to the Wakanda Atlantis <clears throat> War, which would be great. Amazing, oh, right? My. That's a thing. Yeah, that's I didn't think that's and a I thing. Didn't even, each other. I didn't even think of that concept when they talked about a Wakanda series, but yeah, that could be exactly where they're going with it. Because you need it, you need a villain. Yeah. Right? So why not why not Prince Namor? Why not a nation? 
as opposed to a nation. Why not Atlantis? Atlantis versus Wakanda. Goddamn, Kubler, are you listening? (laughs) Yes, he listens every week. I thought you knew that. Please, please. I'll need everyone to sign NDA right now. I'm taking that. (laughs) And then bring that time guy into the middle of it. What's his name? Kang. And Kang's coming. Kang the Conqueror, sure. Kang. Yeah. Yeah. What movie is Kang going to be in? He's cast. They cast him in something. I forget what. Hmm? Kang's been cast. Jonathan Majors from uh, Lovecraft Country. Right, right. And they playing Kang. I forget. I literally forget what movie he was in. He was in that that ocean of announcements that they had a few months ago. I completely forget what what he's going to be in. Oh, I just killed the podcast. Yes, you did. Uh, By the way, it seems like it seems like technically Marvel owns the rights to Namor, but there are, according to Feige, there are quote unquote entanglements and older contracts that prevent them from moving forward with them just the, yet probably like the, the hulk because hulk they can't do a hulk movie because the hulk movie is wrapped in with universal but they can use the hulk character ant-man oh he's the villain in ant-man yes okay it took me a second i thought i was confused oh it is confusing that they made him the villain in ant-man so yes <laughs> perplexed i guess because they didn't have the fantastic four announced yet at that point anyway so what else we got this week Dave? All right, moving on then, since we beat that one with a death horse, your good friend, John Wesley Ship there, JD. Oh my uh, God, I heard about this. Uh, they have announced that he is going to be reprising the role of the Golden Age Flash in Stargirl, Stargirl. which means I guess they're going to be tying that into the uh, JSA. Well, the CW shows. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. I mean, because why wouldn't they? But, right. I know, no reason not to. Right. By the way, if if Flash continues to go and Stargirl's coming in, like that's going to save the CW franchises, I think, because Stargirl's amazingly written, and it's not written like those other CW shows. So hopefully, they keep the same writers. It'll it'll make it different tonally, but it better, much better. But Batwoman is like dead to me. So so I'll get to that in a second. Uh, James, are you do you watch the CW shows and? Uh- what do you think of Stargirl? Because I think, to me, that's the best one. But that's not a CW show that was made for the DC app in the first place. You know, I, I don't watch enough of the CW shows. But with that being said, <clears throat> I will tell you that amongst friends of mine who are in production, what have you, and writers, they love Stargirl. Yes. They love it. They love it. Everyone's also pulling for Batwoman, believe it or not. They're hoping there can be a turnaround I, in the ratings and what have I, you. I, the problem is that the way they wrote the show, with the way they wrote off Ruby Rose and and replaced her with this other woman, it's like, oh, it, it was really lame. I mean, yeah. it was like, it's like, oh, I, so I, she's I, just a, she's so, just a, a, a convict that just. So, so I haven't watched it, but I, but my brother and one of his friends did, and they were telling me that, like, the, he, lo- the, he lost interest halfway through the first episode this season. It was just, you know, like John said, it was the way they wrote Ruby off and made this other girl become Batwoman was just like, this makes no sense. It's it. It feels like something you would write for a five year old. Well, yeah, it, it feels like a fanfic. Yeah. Well, what's interesting is they, they finally are bringing a Superman uh, series, right, which mm-hmm. is great. I think it's going to be awesome. And I've been kind of saying this forever. Like, if you want to have characters within a family. You need to establish them. It's almost like in pro wrestling when Macho Man first fought Hulk Hogan, right? No one really, you know, Macho Man's cool, but then he got, I guess they call it the rub. So with Hulk Hogan, so all of a sudden Macho Man, whether he wins or loses, is significant. You need to create lots of significance for a character if they're in the family of the main character. Hmm. Right. Right. So I always felt like, okay, Batman coming in. I get it. It's going to be huge because everyone loves Batman. 
that's when you have the Robin series, the Batwoman series, the Catwoman series. Then you can, because they're all significant characters that people love. But if you bring in the, you know what I mean? Like it's, I felt like it was a little backwards in how they did that. Yeah. No, well, I they, agree. It, again, it's a DC thing where apparently Batman can't be shown on the small screen. I, in this case, again, I, I, like there's always been a reason why they couldn't bring Batman in. And in this case, I think it's because of the Robert Patterson movie, right? I, who knows, who right? Knows. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, I've heard an excuse every like every decade. There's another excuse why he can't, why they're they're not bringing him onto this small screen. You know, like Bruce Tim was the last person allowed to do that, and only because it was animation. And of course, he made him awesome. So, like, we we got the best voice of Batman ever out of it. Yes. Yeah. True. But I don't know. I'm just excited that that uh, your friend will get some more work, JD, and yeah, uh, me too. Maybe one day you'll get him on the podcast. Every time it comes up, he, he ignores. Him. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> he doesn't do any podcasts. Like he hasn't been on a single one. I just don't think he's into the idea of 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 talking about it. I literally don't know why. Because every time I've talked to him and the subject comes up, it just doesn't. That's well, you know what it is. It could be his publicist too. Could be. And the publicist could say like, "Well, I only want X Y Z for you," and then the actor is like taking their lead. Could be. But could he be. doesn't do. But he doesn't do any. Like oh, I even, heard. Like. I heard he was on Who Would Win, so I don't know. I oh, mean, I hope he is. <laughs> At least someone gets him. <laughs> <laughs> and you can have him judge uh, Golden Age Flash versus uh, Modern Flash. You know, it's funny. We've, when we've had so, – like, we're, we've been very fortunate to have a lot of really cool people on the show. We had Eric Martzoff on. He's a, a soap opera guy. He was the, the main star of one of our series, Rideshare, the motion comic series for Digital Sky. And he was Booster Gold in Smallville for a oh, couple episodes. Right. Yeah. And he was so into comic book culture. He was so, you would never think this guy, a soap opera person, would be like daytime television, but he was so into it. It was like insane. So, yeah, keep pushing for what's his name to come on the show. I'm sure he'd love it. John Wesley Ship. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Cool. I, I don't know. I, I mean, yeah, I'd love to see him, but if you got to respect these guys. Oh, like, yeah. If he doesn't want to come on, I don't push. No, yeah. no respect. I have no respect for any of them. Yeah, that's a good start. Yeah. If it wasn't if it wasn't for us, they wouldn't have a show. And I'm of course well, kidding, 100. <laughs> all right, all right, moving on. John, you're the big Constantine fan here. Do you know what that that old that series was missing? Lens flares. Oh no. <laughs> so, so it's been confirmed uh, that J.J. Abrams. Oh God. Working on a Constantine reboot for you gonna bring old Spock onto it? I don't know. He's not directing it, he's just producing it. He's producing it. All right. Which which means there's gonna there's gonna be a lot of beastie boys on that show. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I I don't want to see Fast and Furious Constantine, okay? He's pro he's just gonna produce it. He's just shepherding it. Some they'll hire a good showrunner. And it'll be the, the Constantine show we want. Good. But they're, they're recasting him? I thought I read yeah. that they recast That's him. That's a bummer because Matt Ryan's really good. Oh, he's amazing. Yeah, that's that's the part that bugged me is that they're they're rebooting it. I mean, See, yeah. See, D- DC casting. keeps screwing things up. Every single time they screw it up. Every time they have something good. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a bummer. I would like to see Matt Ryan get real, like... Because the, the NBC show had a real had a real ton of potential. It was just on the wrong network. Right. You know, they, they, it's on the network that is famous for killing stuff before it gets going. Well, and it was in an era too where you know TV overnight TV ratings still really mattered. Like you know just a little bit a little bit ahead of its time, a little bit on the wrong network. I don't know what NBC was thinking picking that show up. Now everything's so much more streamlined, and you get this show on on HBO Max. If you had. Like I said, I hope they I hope they reconsider and wind up going with Matt Ryan. We'll see what happens. But 
It's it could be a lot better. It should be a lot better. So Guy Bolton is writing the series, and I don't know what he's done. So I'm not familiar with his work. Off top, Bolton is a fledgling writer out of the UK. Previously wrote two books, UK The Pictures, guy. which has sold to Hell or High Water and Outlaw King, and director David McAdees. Okay, so he he wrote a book that's being sold to be made into a movie, and she's probably worked in a lot of sh- in a lot of show ro- in a lot of rooms too. I'm guessing. Yeah. And done some yeah. novels. Good. I like it. I like, I like the pedigree. Sounds good. A novelist who's got a background in television sounds perfect. And UK guy, perfect. Super mm, happy. Yeah. Yeah. It'd have to be a UK guy. There's no way to write that sense of humor without having it's, grown up in the UK. Well, that's true too. I think that's something the NBC show didn't have too. It was a little bit it was a little bit too Americanized. You know, they just mm. they didn't quite find the right tone. That like yeah. it was they tried to be Hellblazer, but they really weren't. So hopefully this hits all the sweet spots. And on HBO Max, they've they've proven that they can do these type of shows. So I think it's a perfect home for it. Very excited. David, do you think every time they do a he does magic that a lens flare pops up? Again, lens flare, <laughs> Beastie Boys, possibly an explosion would help too. I think uh, I'll, if you combine yeah. those three things, you're good to go. For sure, we'll get some explosions. I wonder how many times they can destroy the Enterprise on Constantine. <laughs> like, uh, the answer's not enough. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, just 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 like Zack Snyder, like at least he didn't uh, destroy J- the Falcon. A- Abrams just does not know, understand heroes or the hero's journey, and he just but doesn't. He, yeah. No, I I'm sorry. Agree. I mean, you saw what he did with Star Wars. Sorry, <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> He's a guest, sorry. John. He's a guest. Don't I know. punch him. No, no, no. I know, I know. I get punched a lot, by the way. It's, <laughs> it's uh, no, no, no. I'm kidding. I'm not a fan. I listen. I actually did like the first Star uh, Star Trek film he did. I thought it was fantastic, but I'm not crazy about the second or third. Hopefully there won't be a fourth and uh, the first and third Star Wars. He, even the first one he had, he, again, like him and Zack Snyder of the same ilk where they take some really great scenes and then they bind them together with the loosest plot gelatin that they can find. And, you know, it's just, it was, you know, like in the first one, like, yeah, they drop, they drop uh, Kirk off on, on, on this random ice planet where old Spock just happens Absolutely. to be. I mean, yeah. you know, it's just like stuff like that. It's like, I want good writing. I don't, I, I, I want the good scenes, which they're both good at, but I also want the writing that backs it up so I can feel something about those scenes. Wait, wait, John, are you saying you don't, you didn't find it believable that someone got dropped off on a random planet on a random spot on that planet randomly and somehow randomly running away from a random chase of a monster randomly found a cave with the exact one person who could save him in the entire universe, you find that not good writing. Not that's surprising. Yeah, yeah, I know. Like, who would have thought? Uh, I, I know. just, yeah, I know, I know. How 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 random! <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you for pointing out. Yes, I mean, yeah, I mean, you you, you get it. I, I get just, it. Yeah. Yes. Um, all right. Well, you know, maybe John, <laughs> they could fix the show by having. Danny Elfman do the score, but unfortunately, first he's going to be doing uh, Multiverse of Madness. I thought you would see. I, I pulled this one for you, John, because mm-hmm. because I pulled this story. Because I was waiting for you to say Zimmer. I'm sorry. It's like it's I was going like, to say Pavlov you know, was having his day. You're, 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 you're always harping on the music is so important. The composers are so important. Yes, and I know you like Elfman. Yes, so so I figured it was some good news to end the show on it, for you. No, it is. It is good. It is good. I didn't hear Zimmer's name at all. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Danny Elfman's going to do the nice creepy stuff and it's going to fit in really well with this movie. Yeah. This is oh, yeah. 
Because Offman worked with I can't think of his name. Raimi. They did Spider Man. That's right. That's right. He did do the first Spider Man. And he did he did uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. So well, yeah. He's he's done. I don't know about all the Burton all films, but most of the Burton films. Mm. You know, so yeah, yeah. Oh, that's why I did Batman. I knew that. So mm-hmm. it's gonna be good. I think it's a good choice. I mean, like he'll do some of his weird choiry stuff, and it'll fit perfect in that whole that whole horror esque thing. I'm down. How, how about you, James? Besides petting dogs, how how for- oh. <laughs> craziness? Um, Hold on one second. My right. dog. Can you technical difficulties? The- dogs are the best, man. <laughs> they are. How dare they? <laughs> This is, this is okay. It was either my dog or my kids that were going to do this, so it's okay. <laughs> this is so so standard. Like it, it, at my work, like you know, if dogs are at your work. No, well, everyone's working from home, so they got dogs running it's around. It's like their it's house. it's like that picture with the dogs playing poker. No, no, it's just that you know I am so used to like when we get together a Zoom call with like fifteen people. There's always two or three people there with dogs or my cat will jump up and show its butt to everybody or you know or the kid or somebody's kids will yell out there's always something and it's like you tune it out now because what else can everybody do everybody's just trying to survive the time of covid just don't be like jeffrey lord man that's my one bit of advice i'd say on the zoom call jeffrey lord the cnn uh commentator who was you know what do went on on the zoom call you didn't hear about that story, John? No. Oh my that's god, not, that's not a regular thing that happens. I thought everyone. Was, oh. <laughs> oh, oh, no! I heard that. No, I know what you're yeah. talking about now. Yes, it's yeah. inappropriate did you, Zoom behavior. Didn't you get realize, you can get away with a lot on Zoom? Not didn't that. realize the video was on, and he decided to take a break. Not <laughs> uh, something people should do during a work call. Yeah, uh, Zoom or no Zoom, exactly, or work hours. Really, just like yes, just eliminate that, that possibility. General. Yes, you know, that a thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's left best at home at night in bed. So, <laughs> so let's get back on track. <laughs> very, uh, we're very gonna specific. get instructions. Yeah, we're uh, or guidelines. Um, um, very, so, very so, James, what do you think of Danny Elfman writing the score for Doctor Strange Two? Hurry up, please save us. <laughs> Listen, I think whomever they get, it's gonna be great. Danny Elfman, if you could do it, is it would be iconic. And, you know, I got to admit something. I liked the first Doctor Strange movie, but I wasn't blown away by it. <gasps> I know. I, I wanted to be. I wanted to be. I was not blown away. So I think if, if Daniel comes in, I think there's a good chance I'll be blown away. Not that that matters. That's not why Marvel's writing their movies, to right. blow me away cinematically. But I think they should. Well, I liked, I liked it a lot of the time, too. But I think upon further rewatches, I think I've seen a lot of the flaws in, in Doctor Strange movie really start standing out. It is very much the same movie as Iron Man. You know, there's Bingo. a lot of and yeah, Captain Marvel and Captain same Marvel, goatee. same yeah. same goatee got same goatee. Going now. And there's like there's a lot of choices they made in in, in Doctor Strange Day. Looking back, I'm like, mm, should we really have done that? So I feel you. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And it's I don't know. As Doctor Strange has always been one of my favorite characters, though. So I Doctor Strange is awesome. Yeah, yeah, I'm always going to love the movie, even even with the flaws. But yeah, a lot of the origin movies felt like <laughs> Iron, Iron Man. Man. Yeah. They got that. They got. They were kind of maximizing that formula for a little while, and I'm glad we've kind of moved past it. Yeah, yes. we, it gets tiring seeing a superhero fighting against a villain with the exact same powers every single time. That that they if it ain't broke, mm. don't fix it. Yeah. So, at least yeah. enough sky beams. I'm oh, so glad we've oh, moved beyond sky oh. beams. <laughs> no, no, no sky beams. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that is all the news that's fit to print this week. So, yeah. Let's let's wrap it up. So first, James, of course, plug, plug, plug away your podcast and 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 the show. 
Yeah, where am I looking here? Well, if you insist. Uh, <laughs> so check out Superhero Diaries on YouTube. Go to youtube.com slash Superhero Diaries and uh, subscribe, like, and comment. We put up our first video and it's cool. It's Batman talking about whether or not he needs superpowers in a very parody and comedic way. More videos to come to Wednesdays and Fridays. And yeah, subscribe so you can enter to win a Nintendo Switch. It's that easy. It's that simple. And uh, who would win? Oh, of course. That thing. So who would win? <laughs> it's also uh, my show. You can get that anywhere on you listen to your podcast, Apple, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and soon to be TikTok at Who Would Win Show. Cool. Cool. So this wasn't officially an interview because you're a fellow podcaster and we don't, you know, interview fellow podcasters. But I'm going to ask you the question we always answer. We always answer and our interviews on. And that's how do you measure success? By the amount of people who you touch in a positive way. No, I'm kidding. You, it's the, it's money. <laughs> that's a surprising and refreshing, honest answer that we. <laughs> Listen, the more money you make, the more product you can, you can produce and the more people you can reach out to and have enjoy your product. This has been going on for almost a century. Is this news? You don't get this, that it, the, it's show business. He who has the most toys when he dies wins. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I live in LA. This is, I get irritated with this daily. <laughs> What is, why would you, why would anyone answer this different? Beastie Boys, Beastie Boys in Star Trek. Really? Yeah. Was like two live crew not available? Like what's going on? (laughs) That's a Star Trek rap group. God, I would have gone with Run DMC, but okay. (laughs) Yeah, well. All right, all right. A little bit and of, of course, we always end the show with recommendations. So, James, do you have any recommendations for the fans? Yes, I recommend the Who Would Win show and, oddly enough, Superhero Diaries. I also uh, <laughs> recommend this podcast. I do recommend – are you talking about just any show that's really great that people should watch? Exactly. Oh, yeah. Batman the Animated Series. If, if you like any – if you like Shakespeare or Sun Tzu's Art of War or just like to read and like entertainment, watch Batman the Animated Series. I love also Young Justice. And uh, watch WandaVision because I want more stuff like WandaVision. Yeah, cool. John? I'm going to go with Dr. Stone. I, I might have recommended this before, but season two is out. It's an anime. Mm-hmm. Of course. And, it's always yeah. an anime with you. <laughs> well, actually, actually, this is one of one of two. And, and you know, like Dr. Stone, simple title. So, sorry, JD. But it's literally about like everybody in the world's turned to stone. And a couple of thousand years later... One of them starts to wake up and it's this kid called Senku, who is a science guy. And he decides that he's in his lifetime, he's going to bring the world back from the Stone Age to, you know, to high science. Yeah, my son's been watching that. He likes that show a lot, too. And the second one is, uh, this one's for JD. It's uh, So What? So I'm a Spider. (laughs) That's what I'm I'm looking for. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) But this one, like, again, it seems like a normal, like, just a standard isekai where, you know, I, I, I was killed by truck coon and, and I was reincarnated into another world. And for the first five episodes, just seemed like yeah, it was, it's okay writing. It, it's good writing. And, you know, but standard isekai. And they just dropped a bomb in the last episode, which opens up whole worlds to this thing. And it's like, okay, this writing just hit the next level. So I'm recommending it because, like, there's too many isekais right now floating around. This one just seems to have that extra something that makes it, you know, puts it up there with, like, 
you know, that that time I was reincarnated as a slime and some of the other weird ones that JD loves so much. Loves those titles. So that's it for me. All right, JD, do you have any recommendations besides don't hit yourself in the face with a kettlebell? Step one. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I've been doing reviews, like movie old, like uh, HBO deep dive movie reviews on uh, Combat Republic. And this week I reviewed Adventures in Babysitting. I won a poll. So I'm like, I put a bunch of movies up and that won the poll. I'm like, oh, what? I haven't seen this movie in probably about 15, 20 years. It's amazing. It's so well written and it, it is, it has so much to say about society and politics and gender norms. And for 1987, I can't believe this was passed off as like action comedy. Like, and I, I wound up writing like 2000 words on it. I couldn't believe wow. it. I couldn't believe how much I dug this movie and how well it held up. So, yeah, some of the dialogue was sketchy in 2021, but I mean, from 1987, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. I, it's well worth a, re- it's well worth a rewatch if you haven't seen it in a long time. And I'd also appreciate a, a read on the column. So yeah. <laughs> Plug of course. My, plug in my work. Oh, yeah. You know what, James? I, I, I was going to ask you earlier, and I forgot, because this is the first episode in a long time we haven't talked about the Snyder Cut. And jo- JD just mentioned doing a poll. So we're going to put a poll on, on Twitter soon. Okay. Would you like to see us tortured or not? Would you like to see us live stream watching the Snyder Cut and commenting on it while we watch it? You know, you don't even have to bother saying no. It's just what level of torture would you like to see us go through? <laughs> First of all, the Snyder Cut is the closest thing we'll ever witness to seeing baby Jesus. So I'm going to say, <laughs> I'm going to say the answer is yes. We should all enjoy uh, God's blessing that way. I, uh, I love the subtle nuance of your your dialogue. There. I, I grew up in an Orthodox synagogue. I need to how I deal with it. So the answer is yes. I, I have bore witness to many great things. In this world, this would also be one of those things. Witnessing this crew enjoy, you know, the bounty that is the Snyder Cut. Oh, guys, guys, this is gonna be tough. We're gonna, we're gonna have to do it. I know, I know. I'm gonna have to. Gonna have to <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Why is this torture? Why is this torture? Why we were why not don't fans? You? We were not fans of the original of any of the Zack Snyder films, nor were we fans of uh, Justice the Whedon, the Whedon Justice but, League. Okay, films. wait. So you didn't like 300? 300 is okay. I don't it's, love a, it. it's entertaining, but it's like when you, but it, there's a difference between meant, that and the superhero thing where you want to see a storyline right, 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 and right. a hero journey. And I, yeah, I'm not, I, I, well, we've gone up, but we, this is the end of the show. So we don't want this. Yeah. We were not, yeah. I was not fans of Man of Steel or Batman versus yeah. Superman. Got it. Got it. Got, I understand. The one thing I'll say about Batman versus Superman is the thing that I, that I find the funniest is that Batman in one evening beat Superman rescued his mom from terrorists and helped to destroy doomsday that was an evening he did that in like a period of like like five hours like any one of those things your your career is done you're good to you could stand on that he did that in an evening that's how amazing batman is but yes i see your points there goes the bat god again all right well i will i will recommend as i do every week go to superheroespeak.com where you can find the podcast every week links to our social media at the top of the page comic book reviews by our good friend d square and eventually some articles by our good friend don don oh my god i'm don, jd d, jd yes <laughs> i gotta finish the suicide squad i'm about a, about a quarter of the way through okay all right you're promising i'm gonna do oh, yeah. it you're a it's writer 70, it's 76 books man cut me some slack i'm going to do it <laughs> and i actually will this is an it's a tier recommendation check out who would win podcast? I love the show. I love the way you guys do it. It's very well thought out. It's not just like, like it's fun, but like 
you definitely guys think about these matchups when you do it too. So it's, it's, I, I really enjoy the show. So thank you. Thank you. You're awesome. And on that note, boys and girls, as always, thanks for hanging out. Don't let you keep you caught in the door. Have a good week.